students from second graders to high schoolers in Albuquerque, Santa Fe, and Grants are getting an up-close and very personal look at the state's judicial system thanks to New Mexico Supreme Court Justice David Thompson. Now, through early April, Thompson will be meeting virtually with about 600 students in the three cities. The lessons include streaming of oral arguments before the court. We're talking today with Thompson about his innovative approach to offering insights into just how the court carries out its responsibilities. Welcome, Justice Thompson. First of all, how did all this come about, and uh, what's your thinking behind it? Well, good afternoon, um, Mr. and Thank you for having me and, and allowing me the opportunity to speak to you all uh, this afternoon. The initiative um, came about, uh, I call it the rule of law program in our schools. It came about, quite frankly, because I was driving to work one day, and, and, and if uh, your listeners know, the Supreme Court is located downtown on Don Gaspar, kind of near the river. It's a neat old WPA courthouse. It's located right next to the legislature, currently surrounded, if you've seen, by some uh, chain link fencing. And as I drove by one day, I kind of wondered, you know, what what are the folks' view of seeing this? It was a little troubling to me to see that. And I thought, what can I do as a matter of sort of direct action? How can I express uh, my belief in our system of democracy? And, you know, I thought back to my days. I was a trial court judge. When I would pick a jury, they would come in in groups of about sometimes 150. And, um, you know, they would all sort of jurors would have their heads down and they wouldn't want to be picked and, and jury service is an inconvenience. Um, and then we'd pick 12 jurors and two alternates, have the trial, and then I'd meet with them briefly and thank them for their service. And almost uniformly, they said, boy, I really enjoyed that. I really did really? not understand how the courts worked, how, you know, sort of the burdens of sitting in judgment of another. I didn't understand how you handle facts. Um, how empirical facts are tested, how the rule of law applies. And almost uniformly, they came out of it with a very positive experience. So I sort of combined those two ideas and thought, look, we, we now have the ability to stream oral argument, the silver lining of, of the COVID pandemic. And we have students that are out there that are learning remotely. Um, and let me make this available uh, to Santa Fe Public Schools and Albuquerque Public Schools as a pilot program and, and see if there's interest, and, and the interest has been uh, overwhelming. I spoke to some second graders yesterday at Wood Gormley, and, you know, it's not the same content, obviously, with regard to um, this particular case study that, that we set forth in our streaming argument, but we do talk about um, what the judiciary does and, and what the rule laws, and, you know, it's very interesting. They come up, you know, the kids say the darndest things kind of thing. They come up with very good questions when young girl asked, you know, why do you, why do you have juries? <laughs> I said, yeah, that's a good question. And it's a very important question. Um, and here's why we do it. It's all done virtually. So what, uh, what we did was we um, started to stream or live stream our oral arguments. We picked one of them, which is State versus Adams, which involved the drawing of blood of an individual that was accused of driving under the influence. And we um, made the live stream available, and then we've archived the video. And then I created a three-page brief, uh, basically, which, which said, uh, explain to the students, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see the state's attorney over here. You're going to see the public defender over here. 
Um, they're going to argue to five of us. We may ask some questions. This is the order they go in. And I tried to outline the issues roughly, you know, give this them some of the rules like the Implied Consent Act and, you know, what Fourth Amendment, those sorts of things. And so what's worked the best is they view it. Um, either they live-streamed it or they, they view it remotely. Then they talk about it and they create a list of questions. It's really been amazing what they've thought about and what they've asked about. What are some of the other questions they had? You know, they're interested. Uh, one, of, one of the challenges is to make this um, reachable, to make it accessible. This case involved, as I said, um, the Implied Consent Act. And so when you say the Implied Consent Act, if you say that to a bunch of kids, they're, right, they're going to glaze over. But what we do is we have a conversation about it. We say, okay, this is a this is legislation passed by the legislature next door to us, and it comes to us when we were asked to interpret it. And here's what it does. You know, some of you, for at least for the high school students, uh, some of you may be getting your driver's license pretty soon. And do you know under this act, when you get as, for, as a privilege to drive, you are consenting under certain circumstances to have a blood alcohol test or a or a or blood draw? Um, do you understand that is a matter of the privilege of driving. And they say, oh, that that's interesting. I didn't know, you know, that was happening. I said, well, you know, and let's talk about it in more abstract terms. What if the legislature passed a bill that said, by the way, they're going to be able to search your cert, uh, cell phone? Do you think that's right? Is that too far, not far enough? So you ask them questions as well. Right. Well, one question, again, it was from uh, middle school, I think at um, Ortiz Middle School. And one of the students said, so do you have jury trials virtually? I said, you know, that's a great question. I said, um, no, we don't. You know, why? Why do you think we haven't had jury trials over um, video? They said, well, you know, it's hard to communicate. I said, that's right. I said, you know, one of our rights that we've established under, you know, our founders established in the United States Constitution and the New Mexico Constitution is if someone accuses you of something, you have a right to confront that person and ask them questions about, you know, what they know. And, you know, they understood the basic concepts of fairness that are sort of ingrained in the, uh, in, you know, the constitutional conversations we're having. But they are also interested in some of the career aspects of it. Um, how do you become a judge or justice? What you know? How how long do you have to go for law school? Do you see uh, you know after the COVID thing is over, with that you might extend this into personal appearances at schools? I do, I do. I know um, we would like to do this and in, in across the state. So remotely, I mean, you're doing one school at a time, or they all, or you've got the, the kids from different schools all joining in at the same time. How does that work? It's a little bit of both. So Santa Fe High next week, I'm looking at four different classes there. In other classes, that they have combined them. And, um, you know, I just sort of jump into their virtual classroom. What's one thing, if, if nothing else, that they you hope they take away from, from their time with you? So I hope they take away 
and it relates a little bit to sort of the role that the judiciary began to play in the pandemic. I think a lot of folks have relied on the judiciary because it has a unique capability to discover the truth. And we have unique capability to understand empirical facts. We present them in a neutral way, and then they're tested in a number of different ways. And what I wanted them to walk away with is the rule of law isn't just sort of a concept. It's something that really advances civility. It advances civic discourse. I wanted them to just have an understanding that here's what we do, and I hope they, you know, have some appreciation for for the value in the end of uniform laws that treat everyone equally and appreciating um, that facts matter. And when you put those two things together, you know, uh, uh, democracy um, is fostered. Thank you very much, and good luck. Thank you, and I appreciate you allowing me the time. Of course. Thank you, Justice. For KSFR Radio News, I'm Dennis Carroll.